Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to episode 32 of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. This week, we are talking about some challenged books. Um, I don't think this episode drops exactly on Banned Book Week, but that falls in September, right? Yeah, I think we're, we're a week yeah. early at Banned Book Week, but... That's okay. I still think it's really interesting because they challenge a lot of books. Like, there's honestly a, a huge list. Um, but I think we both picked something that's a little more recent, where last year when we did this, we picked things that were a little older, um, mm-hmm. the books that we picked. Like, you picked Wrinkle in Time, and then I had Beloved. So those were both, like, in the 90s or earlier. So I think we picked something a little more relevant this time. Yeah, way more recent, <laughs> which is also kind of crazy. Like, I think my book came out in, like, 2017, and it's been challenged every year. And it's just like... I don't know what year this was. Maybe 2016, 2015? I want to say somewhere in there. Because I know it was out for a while. Maybe it was 2018 because it was only out for like a year or two. Because this one, my book was made into a show. Yours was too. Mm-hmm. A movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> I did 13 Reasons Why so that we have some context here. Who is this by? I don't know. I didn't write it down. <laughs> I have um, no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Hold on. Let me check real quick because author credit. Sorry, I got to pull up my Audible, and now it's a whole thing. <laughs> I think it's by a guy, actually. It is by Jay Asher. So, yeah, a man. So, 13 Reasons Why. Uh, so, this one was made into a pretty popular TV show on Netflix in the last, what, two years? Because I think they have a season two, actually. And season two is nothing like the book. Well, I thought that the – I thought season one – I never finished season one, but I thought season one – ended when the book ended and so season two yes. was just, just like, like its own thing yeah it's like we're just gonna keep going right exactly yeah. so yeah basically that's correct um so 13 reasons why if you've seen the season one of the show it does pretty closely almost exactly follow the book there are a few like there are a few changes that were made for good reasons but we'll talk about that so <clears throat> 13 reasons why is basically suicide trigger this entire book that's what the entire basis of this book is just yeah forewarning there's also rape um later on in the book so if you just want to skip this book i completely understand um (laughs) so 13 reasons why is based around this girl hannah baker and hannah is a high school what are they sophomores and junior maybe maybe she's a junior i'm not sure exactly what year honestly i don't i don't recall i just listened to it but i don't recall exactly what year they're in because um clay is the main actual character during the story itself in the book so he's in a different year than hannah was because hannah killed herself the year before so hannah killed herself when they're in high school so i think she killed herself sophomore year and then clay is in his junior year Mm, okay i think that's what it is so i think that's why there's some confusion there um so hannah baker was like new to this town and you know how high high school kids are like people spread rumors like things go awry and basically this is a story of hannah who you know right off the bat that she does commit suicide basically um she makes these tapes to explain why she did this and like how things that people that she knew did impacted things that other people did and kind of compounded for her and explained like why she made the decision to end her life and so what she does is she gives these tapes to a friend and she basically just is like oh hey like I need you to pass these to Justin Foley and then you know that's it that's like basically all she says I think he's allowed to listen to them and he does in the I thought 
that, the show but not in the book i don't think he does i thought that she had two copies and she gave one copy to the one guy and then the other one i thought she mailed the first one to justin herself and so then maybe that, that's where it differs from the show because i know in the show that he she gave him to him maybe you're right maybe that was the second copy and that's why he was listening to it and she yeah just so like, yeah he, he heard it because he, he had to hear it yeah. yeah so basically she hand she's she mails one copy out to the first person on the tapes there's 13 people or at least 13 sides to the tape one person is technically repeated so it's not actually 13 people um <clears throat> and they're supposed to listen to the tapes all the way through and then pass it to the next person. So like person one passes to person two, passes to person three, and then she says person number 13 or the last tape, last name mentioned, can take the tapes to hell. Yeah, which agree. she says. Once, when you get, when, when I you, got to that one, I was like, yep. yep I he, do he have can. some feelings about the way she handled it as well though true is yes. is my thing is like she never truly says that she's struggling you know mm-hmm. so i think that it's kind of a gray area but i agree they can kind of go to hell um i really didn't like the way they reacted so anyways i'm just um i'm gonna give a general summary just kind of work my way through the tapes because i think that's the easiest way to do this but basically the way that the book lays it out is clay is listening to these tapes while he's driving around town and she's also included a map and on the map there are little stars and so while he's listening to the tapes she references stars on the map and so he's driving around town to these locations where hannah experienced these things that impacted her and drove her to the decision that she made um clay however being on the tapes is like what did i do what is my thing but he doesn't really deserve to be on the tapes but he still has his place in the story you know Mm -hmm. um so that's basically how the story is laid out and so i'm going to kind of work my way through the tapes but i'm going to give a brief summary um and probably going to spoil it all the way to the end because it's a pretty rough book and you kind of need to hear how it wraps up i think to truly comprehend everything um so let's work our way through the tapes a little bit kind of i really like the way that they lay this out it kind of shows how one person's actions can really snowball especially like when it comes to someone's reputation mm-hmm. you know so the first tape is justin foley so hannah's new to town right and she meets this boy who goes to her high school and she's never had a kiss before and so they're talking on the phone and they decide that they're going to meet up right and she has her first kiss with justin foley right? This is obviously very broad strokes. A lot yeah. happens. There's, there's other things that go on, but she has her first kiss with him and he lies to the school about what happened. So like her retelling of the story is that it was very sweet. Like they had a kiss, they held hands, he walked her back home, you know, they played at the like little playground or whatever. And it was like what she wanted out of her first kiss. You know, he was a very like a nice gentleman about it, but she gets to school the next day and everyone hears that like, she tried to take his pants off, like he got up her shirt, you know, classic teenage boy crap. And she's new to school. And so no one knows anything about her. And so that's the first thing that people hear. Like even Clay was like, oh yeah, I did hear that. And so I just figured that's who she was. Cause that's what you would think, you know, you don't know any different, but it's all a lie. Cause people of course are gonna believe Justin because they know Justin, they've known Justin forever, small town. Um, so that's just like step one and having a reputation like that is a very slippery slope for a new person in town oh, for sure because <laughs> you've got no way to back that up the second one is alex standall 
who actually was her friend and another new boy. And so I think that makes it even worse. Mm -hmm. And he decided to pass around a list that said um, best ass in freshman class. Oh, so it's freshman year when she kills herself. Okay. She's a freshman. Was it at the very, I thought, I thought she did it that following year, but they just went back and they were just telling the story. It's possible she did the following year, but this all starts freshman year. Um, so he votes her best ass in freshman class. So like he makes this like grotesque list where he lists girls who are the, have the best butt and the worst butt or the best boobs and the worst boobs just to kind of pit girls against each other. And then like, I don't know, it's gross, but it does twist people's perception. Like Clay was talking about how like the girl voted best lips. Like he'd never even thought about her lips ever before, but now that they've mentioned it because it was on this list, like he couldn't not think about it. Right. And between having Justin already said that she was easy, basically, and them talking about her having the best ass, and a lot of men take things like that as, like, it's not an excuse, but justification for touching a girl, because because of this, other things happen, you know, so it just really snowballs for Hannah, um, but the next tape isn't really about that, the next tape is about Jessica Davis, who was also on this list. But Jessica was like Hannah's first friend. And um, she used to get coffee with Alex, the guy who made the best butt list um, when Hannah first moved to town all the time. And then they just kind of slowly drifted apart, you know, as they made their own friend groups because they have classes and like that kind of stuff. Just like the normal stuff, you know? Yeah, it happens. Um, and so they, <clears throat> they don't really see each other much. Um, until this list comes out that Alex makes with the best butt because Jess is listed as worst butt. And that's rough. Like, yeah. that's mean, especially because they're friends. And then Jess is angry at Hannah for it because she thinks that Hannah, because Hannah has this reputation, has been, like, sleeping with Alex to get that because Jess, in a lot of other factors, like in a lot of other ways, like is more attractive than Hannah, you know? And so Jess is very upset by this and they have some sort of altercation in which Hannah actually gets a scar. They talk about, she's got like a little scar on her face, like on her eyebrow. And for Hannah, every time she looks in the mirror, it's just a reminder that like even her first friend who started to get to know her, like believed these rumors, you know? And so like, it really starts to snowball for her. Like everyone starts to believe it and no matter what, and she starts to feel this way about herself. And like, I just, it blows my mind the way that they, like the author like laid out this progression of things. So the next one is Tyler Down and he is a peeping Tom. Yeah, he's a creep. She catches him taking pictures of her outside her window. So on top of her feeling like not safe at school, he took away her privacy at home too. So she's feeling like she's got nowhere to go. She's got nowhere to turn to. And like, I can't even imagine like what that kind of like insecurity does, especially to like a 16, 15 year old girl. <clears throat> so the next person on this list is Courtney Crimson. Courtney used Hannah to get like rides home from parties when she would drink heavily. She would just like make Hannah stay and then make Hannah drive her home, which is kind of insane. First of all, these are like a bunch of high school kids. I didn't drink in high school, so I don't know exactly how high school parties go, but I don't know. I can't really imagine like a high school person doing this to another human being. I, I, maybe I'm just not that kind of person. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but also on top of that, Courtney, uh, there was this like really weird thing with the peeping Tom that we just talked about, Tyler Down, where Courtney like came over to help Hannah deal with the peeping Tom situation. And she actually made it worse because Courtney like 
started massaging Hannah and like trying to make it seem like they had like a thing going on to make it steamy. And then Tyler starts like taking more pictures. And then Courtney basically uses that to start spreading more rumors about Hannah being like a loose person. And so like between all of these things so far, like I'm not even halfway through this list and I couldn't even imagine having to deal with this kind of crap at, at school all the time. And then on top of that, having a peeping Tom out your window, you know? Like, yeah, that would be, oof. I just, I cannot even, I felt, I started to feel really terrible for Hannah. I mean, I don't love the way she did the tapes. Like, don't get me wrong, because I feel like in a lot of these situations, she doesn't take any control over what's going on. She's just talking about how things just happen to her. Like, she acts like she's helpless, but I also understand that as she goes deeper into that depression, it feels like she is helpless. Yeah. You know, she sure. starts to feel that way. So, like, it's such, it's such a tough spot to be in. Um, and I do get why they felt like it kind of glorified suicide, because, along the way while clay is like listening to these tapes he's also seeing like oh someone shoved alex into me at school the other day and i was wondering what that was about um you know and he didn't say anything to me i wonder if he's mad at me like like when i said sorry or are you okay or whatever so like you can tell that there's definitely a lot going on and it feels kind of like hannah was able to like punish the people who hurt her (laughs) do you know what i mean and i kind of get how that can be glorifying suicide it's just like oh well if people bullied you then you'll just punish them later here's a way to get the the final revenge yeah so i totally see that and so i get why netflix changed some things to kind of adjust like shift that perspective a little bit because you don't want that especially in, in a mainstream thing like a video um so the next person, like these, just get these are just horrible. So I'm just gonna kind of get, yeah. I was like, I feel Whatever like I remember, did, most of them get worse as we go. Start, it just gets worse. Next is Marcus Cooley, and her and Marcus were matched for the school's Valentine's Day survey, where they like list off personality traits that they're interested in in another partner, and then they just like match them up based on points, right? So it's just like a silly high school thing to like. It's like one of those like Cupid things or whatever. Um, <clears throat> some high school game. (laughs) So because they were matched up, he asked Hannah to go up for ice cream. And she was like, oh, great. Because Marcus is like kind of a popular guy. You know, he's a good looking dude. So she's thinking, okay, like maybe things were rough at first, but it could turn around. She gets there and he like puts her in the corner of a booth. Right. And then starts like fondling her knee and trying to like put his hand up like her skirt if she was I think she was wearing a skirt or maybe just like in general he was just putting his hand up her leg but like either way he was touching her without her consent and she was like whoa stop and he's just like what I heard you were like into that like this was going to be fine she's like wow no absolutely not (laughs) um so she basically had to push him off and at this point I feel like was really when her downhill started like all of this stuff has been like crappy and shitty and like probably very hard to overcome in a small town where everyone talks and they all know each other but it really just gets worse from here okay so hannah's feeling really crappy and she has this peer communication class in which they uh like write each other notes so every every student has like a little basket and they're supposed to write like positive notes to each other that's like your hair looks nice or I really like the way you did this project or whatever, something positive about that person. And Hannah starts to really rely on these notes because at this point she's pretty heavily depressed. And she's like, I wonder why none of these people will tell me nice things in person, you know? Well, at one point, Zach Dempsey starts stealing her notes because he doesn't want people to think she, anyone likes her. So he starts stealing her notes because he thinks it's funny. And so Hannah is starting to get very distressed because she's like, oh my God, no one does like me. You know, doesn't like she even she, like she like chops off all of her hair or something and like, which like, is one of the signs of like suicide 
big a big change in appearance so yeah she just she cuts off her hair at one point but like, then like nobody like she was like oh i thought like somebody would have at least like commented and like not a single person even like mm-hmm. made any kind of comment so she literally just thinks no one is paying any attention to her which isn't necessarily true because there are people who are like i was i was there i was like i was seeing her but they just weren't seeing all these other pieces you know they just didn't understand it in that way um so zach did that and so that just was like dashed all of her basically like remaining hope so i feel like at this point she definitely starts um bringing in the suicidal ideation i noticed like in the book you can kind of see her talking about like what would that be like like do i want to do that and uh, she talks about that in the tapes basically she like goes through the entire thought process because i think she wants people who listen to them to understand how their actions impacted all of these other things and why she came to that conclusion without it just being like, you did this, you did this, you did this. So like, I feel like she does really try to like kind of abridge that information to explain like how her thoughts like played into it. And I think the the show actually did a pretty good job of that, but I didn't feel like it was as centered around like her and Clay's story, which I felt like the book was very centered around her and Clay's story. Mm-hmm. Like that was all I saw when I listened to the book because I listened to it, I didn't read it. Um, but like literally the entire story is like she would be like well i was upset about this and this and he was just like i was here like i wanted to talk to you i just didn't know what to do and so like the entire time clay is just like completely racked with guilt because like he wanted to do these things for her but he was shy and he didn't know you know she was new and like he'd heard these things but they didn't seem accurate from what he knew of her like so he was really struggling too but like how guilty would you feel oh seriously horrible yeah. horrible so <clears throat> next is Ryan Shaver and it's just another it's just like another dick at school like come on he stole a poem that was deeply personal to her she had like a journal that she carried around and he shared it around school it was like talking about like her struggles and like basically her suicidal ideations and like mm-hmm. her thoughts and concerns and stresses and he shared it with for everyone to see so she felt like she had no privacy left and I don't blame her I would feel that way too <clears throat> next is clay so he was freaking waiting for his name to pop up like, I've, been wait- I've been waiting for his name to pop up right so clay she says you don't actually belong on these tapes <sighs> she said that clay was one of the reasons that she wanted to not end her life um the only thing was that they so they kissed right at a party um that actually ended up being like kind of instrumental to everything that's going on with her so they kissed at a party and it kind of reminded her of when she kissed justin because she'd only kissed two boys like she'd only kissed justin before like that was it right Mm -hmm. and then these rumors all started and so clay and her kissed and even though she felt like they had this great communication and he really understood her and all these other things which he was like oh my god i felt the same way like i don't know how but we were very like connected in a lot of ways as soon as they kissed she like panicked and was worried that the same thing was going to happen that happened with justin and that he was going to go tell people you know because that's how she had felt with justin she thought he was safe and like she trusted him and it was going to be fine and it didn't go that way and so like basically her anxiety from all of these other things that had already happened it was basically like clay came in too late you know and that's not through no fault of his own just like they didn't know each other she was new you know um and part of it though was that like he was too shy to talk to her so the entire time he feels horrible yeah because he's like oh if i had just like like if i just talked to her if i had done things if i hadn't walked away when she said to you know i just because she was just like please leave like i want to be alone and so we did because he was trying to respect her space but like now he's like i wish i hadn't because i could have found out like this this was all going on with her so like he basically just came into the picture too late like honestly like i feel like that's clay's like only 
Matt's problem is he's just mm-hmm. they're just too too far into it. Next, we have Justin Foley again, mm. but only because she doesn't want the person who this tape is actually about to get the tapes because she knows he won't pass it on. Oh yeah. So this is where things get really rough. So this is like for real, for real, actual rape. Maybe skip ahead because rape comes again in a few minutes. Um, So this one's about Justin Foley. So it is about Justin, but it's also not about Justin. So Justin is dating Jessica, um, her friend from earlier. Mm -hmm. And they're at this party that I was talking about earlier um because it's high school they only have so many parties their parents are never away all the time (laughs) um (laughs) so justin is at this party with jess and they walk into this like spare bedroom that hannah is like crying in the closet in because she's feeling like really left out and like i think she had just kissed clay i think that's what had just happened so she ran because she wanted some space and so she hid in this closet and um justin and jessica walk in and they're like kind of kissing a little but jessica kind of falls asleep because she's really drunk and so justin like lays jess on the bed and walks out and another boy walks in and she hears justin say go ahead and on in for like the nightcap or something and so this other guy walks in on an unconscious jessica and has his way with her while hannah is just sitting in the closet she's like i don't want to be attacked you know what i mean it's a real struggle for her because she's like i don't want to be attacked as well but i don't know what to do right now that can help us both because it's already happening you know like it's already happened like nothing really good would come out of me attacking him now (laughs) because she didn't really realize what was happening until like it was happening um so the fact that justin allowed this to happen like is part of why justin's on these tapes again um, but also, like I said, she doesn't want this guy to get the tapes. Cause he, yeah. Cause it'll just stop the chain. He'll stop them. And obviously the other guy has them to release the second tapes to release to the police. Um, but still she doesn't want, she wants everyone to get the tapes. Um, so she doesn't. So she tells Justin to pass it on to the next person. Or Clay, Clay, Clay skips over this Justin right? Because Justin already Justin's already had it. So yeah, so Clay skips on to this next person, to so the next side. So side 6A now. So we're at. We're getting close to, to the last reason, which is rough too. Okay. So Jenny Kurtz gives Hannah a ride home from this party, right? So Hannah's very upset. Jenny is like a nice cheerleader that she thought was like a polite person. Jenny, on the way home, hits a stop sign and knocks it over. And Hannah was like, Jenny, you need to call the police and let them know, like, this is a, kind of a busy street, like, in suburbia, like, we should tell them that the stop sign is down. And she was like, no, my dad's gonna kill me. Like, I'm not doing that. And Hannah, like, insisted, and Jenny freaked out and told Hannah to get out of the car. And so Jenny just drove off and left Hannah on the side of the road. And Hannah was like, well, shit. So Hannah walks to a gas station and calls 911 and is like, hey, there's a stop sign now, and they're like, yeah, we're already at that intersection, but not for the stop sign. A senior at her school got hit by another car because there, wasn't there was stop no stop sign. sign, and he died on the scene. So Hannah felt horribly guilty and felt also like it was mostly Jenny's fault, because like she wanted to call, and she wanted to stay, but then she was like, I should have just stayed at the stop sign, you know what I mean? Like, I could have stayed there, and I could have prevented it and let him know. Like, so Hannah, at this point, having been so far deep into depression, is just like, I'm, I'm done. I'm doing it. Like, I'm, I'm over it. So she, at this point, at the end of this tape, if I believe, she's decided that how she's going to do it, and she's going to do it with pills. She's just 
going to go to sleep and not wake up. And she thinks that's the easiest. That's the most humane. Her family's not going to have to see the blood, you know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. So she thinks about all these things, which is a major thing that they changed in the show. Oh. Because they didn't want it to be calm and peaceful. They wanted it to be graphic and gory so that you didn't want it, so that it didn't glorify. Oh. So in the show, they actually had her slit her wrists in a bathtub, like very dramatically, a lot of blood. Um, So it was not like that. This is yeah. not how it went down in the book. It doesn't but I make understand sense, though, for the why show. they yeah. changed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you want it to be something that's very impactful. You don't want it to seem like, oh, she punished all these people who bullied her and then she just like calmly went to sleep. Like it mm-hmm. does, I do understand the perspective on the challenge here, honestly. I truly do. Um, so that was her beef with Jenny. So next is actually the same guy that raped Jessica. So, um, he, this tape is about him because Hannah also has her own interaction with him. Um, and then Jenny, though, is supposed to skip him and go to the last person on the tapes because this person's still not going to pass them on, you know? So she gives explicit instructions to skip this person. So this person just never gets the tapes. Um, so next is Bryce. Ugh. Bryce is this, like, jerk jock guy at their school who thinks he's extremely hot. And honestly, I never really thought his written person seemed very attractive, but he also was very like ghoulish. Like, greasy, like slicked back hair. Yeah, I like, kind of picture like short and stocky. Yeah. Just like a gross person who but like think somehow was like popular. But it's yeah. just like yeah. But honestly, it probably was like that. Maybe that's how they meant it to come across, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, he, like, thinks he's really popular, and he, like, happens to be on the football team because he is short and stocky and therefore sturdy, you know? But, like, he's not really in the crowd because I feel like he wasn't quite to the same level as, like, Jessica and everybody because Jessica's a cheerleader at that point, right? And so I don't feel like he was quite in the same crowd, but he's definitely, like, up there popularity-wise. But this guy's like, known to be kind of gross already like everyone knows that about him but they Mm -hmm. just accept it because people are terrible um so hannah at the end of her interaction with jenny is just like i'm just gonna walk home it's not that far on her way home she has to walk past bryce's house and so she's already decided to kill herself right hannah has already given up like life is over she does not care at all about herself or what happens to her in this moment so she walks past Bryce's house and Bryce is in the hot tub with some other girls from school. And she was like, he's like, Hey, like you should come join us. And she was like, I don't really want to, but fine, whatever. I don't care. Literally zero fucks. Like it was really disturbing. This was probably the most disturbing tape for me, not just because of the rape, but just her general attitude. Yeah. That um, she just stops caring. She just literally is just like, I just literally did not care at all in any way, shape or form. And it's horrible to watch. Listen, well watch on the show but listen to it happen um so hannah gets in and then the other people leave and so it's just hannah and bryce and he starts kind of like feeling her up or whatever and so she does explicitly say she never says no but she also never says yes he just like starts like doing stuff to her and he just she just never stops him she's basically like dead weight but they're in the water right so it's not that hard for him to like flip her over Mm -hmm. or whatever he wants to do with her so he's just like does this thing well i feel like in the book doesn't she like turn her head and she's like literally crying or something like that yeah like, she does she's these she are, like, literally some, these are some signs that maybe the um, that's not consent yeah he like pushes her head like up against the side of the hot tub or whatever and she's like sobbing and he just like continues yeah so that's really bad so that's really really rough um but hannah was just like well it doesn't really matter 
because I'm yeah. gonna die, you know. Um, so that really, really pushed her over the edge. You know, she already decided that was pretty much the nail in the coffin. Um, <clears throat> so here's the last reason. So Hannah makes these tapes, right? She's already decided she's gonna kill herself, so she makes all these tapes, and then she puts the tape recorder in her backpack and she goes to her school counselor. And she, this is the last person, the one who can go to hell. She tells him that life has been really hard and she's really struggling and she's not really sure where to turn to, but she does not ever say she's suicidal or thinking about any of those things. But Mr. Porter, because it's the end of the day on like a Friday, to be fair. Um, but he basically was like, oh, you're just having some boy troubles. You just need to like move on. Like literally he just assumed immediately that it was boy trouble and that there was no reason for him to probe and basically just told her to get out of his office. And so as she's leaving his office, she was just like, all right, well, guess that's it then. Yeah. So she goes home. I tried. I I asked, like I went to one last person. I reached out for someone, but no one, he didn't even notice that I was And that's the one for me where I'm like, yeah, he can fuck right off. Is that like all the they students the area. i'm like they're like kids like these are like literally children they don't know but i'm like he is a professional and i know that he's not like a in the book he's not like a guy a true guidance counselor he's like an english teacher who has to be a guidance counselor yeah also. it's one of those but still it's like you're the adult in this situation like but the thing is she truly doesn't i mean and i get that like they probably never truly are just like i was thinking about killing myself did you want to give me some advice um like no one's ever going to say that like it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen because people who talk about it don't want it to usually happen they want the attention um that's like one of the signs of like if you truly want to do it or not um but like it's just just the fact that he brushed her off yeah well then actually just reminded me so in that like peer class that you were talking about like they can like write in suggestions for like topics that the teacher should cover and like they've covered like abortion and divorce and cheating on your significant other and shit and so she like put in like suicide i'm thinking like i'm thinking of doing it and so they start talking about it and then like literally people in the class like one of the girls is finally just like whoever wrote this in just wants attention and you're just sitting there like teacher like speak up and say maybe not like yeah i know i can't believe the teacher said nothing i've totally forgot about that part yeah no that was rough so she does try to voice it a few times on the note like she literally wrote on the note like i am thinking about about this yeah versus just like i am surprised yeah the teacher didn't like at least alert counselors that there was a student like that because then you would think that the counselors would be on high alert for students telling them that they were depressed yeah um so that's a good point. Like, I do think that there was a lot of teacher failure as well at the school in this situation because, like, there's no way the teachers didn't know she was being bullied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no way. Like, it's, I don't want to say it's an excuse, but I understand why she came to that conclusion, especially at her age. Like, I totally understand how all of these things snowballed to the point where she felt like there was literally no other choice. And I also get why it's been challenged. Um, I felt like this was honestly a really good book because. I loved the way that they kind of explained how those things snowball because I think that's something that's really hard to explain. Like, I think it can be challenging to understand why someone would put them, I wouldn't say put themselves in that situation, um, become that person, you know, like, because a lot of times people are like surprised and it's like, well, what about all these little things that add up? So I loved this book. I loved season one, even though it was a little more graphic and I understood why they made some choices. I've not watched season two because I'm not interested, because it's not part of the series. Yeah, it is its own weird thing. Two. I started, like, part of one episode, and I just didn't even enjoy it already, like, off the bat. I don't know if it was just my mindset. Either way, I'm not into it. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. What, I would guess 
five hearts. I'm going to go with five hearts out of, out of five hearts because it was well written. Mm-hmm. Very well written. Yeah. I yeah, read it before. I really liked it. And yeah, I agree. I can see why it's been challenged, but I also feel like parents. This is important. Yeah. I feel like parents should be more like, oh, my child is reading this. Maybe I should just have a discussion about suicide and about bullying because i think the other thing that the book does really well is that like it highlights hey you student are doing like maybe you did something similar that is like ended up with one of these people on the list and like now you're thinking like oh shit i did something like that or i've laughed at jokes like that maybe i shouldn't yes i think there's so many different angles here it's like as a parent what are you not seeing in your child's behavior it's like as a student what are you not seeing in your other peers as a teacher what are you not noticing in your students like there's just so many different perspectives here and i really love the way that they they laid that out because i think that's something that's really hard to explain yeah and i thought the book did it very well it Uh, did the show not as well but it did its best it tried. And the then book they, was really well. well they done. eventually went back and they put the suicide warning at the start of the show now, like every episode, I think now. So after, That's true. after a lot of pushback on it. But That's true. anyways, so I'm going to jump in to my challenge book. Please so do. So mine came out in 2017. It's been challenged every year. I think in 17 and 18, it was like number one or two on the list or something like that. I think this year it's like top five now. It got booted by some other stuff. Um, and then it got turned into a movie in like 2018 or 19. I saw the movie, but I have not read the book. I saw the movie when it came out and I don't, I haven't seen it again. So I can't, I don't remember how well it did. I think it did well enough. I don't remember being angry about it, but, um, so I read the hate you give by Angie Thomas. And the main reason that this one gets challenged is because parents say that it is anti-police, which it's not anti-police like really at all it's i don't know i think it's done really well so i'm just gonna jump right in so the book is about star carter she's 16 she's black she lives in like kind of the ghetto but then her she goes to school in this like to this like rich white private school basically it's like her and like one guy the only two black kids there and they have like the running joke that like they should be dating because they're the only black people even though they're not um and the reason that they go there so it's her and then her older brother seven who was her half brother they have the same dad and then um their younger brother um oh i can't even think of what his name is i can't pronounce it i can like picture the spelling in my head but i know i can't pronounce can you spell it. it for me it's like sk i don't have the book on me I, I can't remember it honestly. Yeah. It's like Skensy Sensi. Ah. He has a unique I, name. Got it. Yeah. Also, I know that I read it wrong because I was reading the book and then I started listening to it to finish it up, and they the narrator said it different. And I was like, oh, oh so no. I, I was pronouncing it wrong in my head anyway. Um, either way, so the whole reason that they go uh, to this like private school is that there's like a lot of um, gang violence and shootings and stuff like that that happened in their neighborhood and their mom didn't their mom wants to move their mom has like wanted to move for forever um but her dad um owns a shop there and he's very much like nope like if you leave you're just a sellout like if you want to change the community you got to stay in the community kind of a thing like that um 
but then so that was kind of their compromise was that they'd go to school there so she has there she has two different stars she has wilmington star and then she has garden heights star so like garden heights star can like be ghetto and can be black and do all these things she can't talk white she can't do anything like that mm-hmm. and then when she's at wilmington like she like changes her voice like she has like you know there's no ghetto in her, her voice. cadence very, is totally different everything yeah, is really different yeah how she speaks the words that she chooses how she like interacts with people and yeah it's completely different um and so she like has this whole thing where she has to be like these two different people and so she ends up getting talked into going to this party one night by um, this gal, Kenya, who lives in Garden Heights and is Seven's sister. So Seven and Kenya share a mom, Aisha. Um, and then and Aisha is dating or, yeah, I don't, married? Dating? I can't remember. And they must be married because it's Aisha or it's Kenya's dad. So this is, I should draw y'all like a family tree here um it's very complex i remember that (laughs) kenya's dad is uh the king lord so king lords is one of the gangs and he is king king lord so he is like number one hot shit of the king lords and then um maverick Mm -hmm. big mav who is star's dad used to be a king lord but he got out when star was three because he ended up taking a rap for king and he went to prison for like three years and so that's how he basically like bought his freedom i totally forgot about that yeah so like that's how he like got out so people are like other like kids come to him and they're like oh i want to get out how do i do it and so he like for someone else for something big (laughs) yeah or die like those are basically how you get out of being a king lord and then the other gang that is in Garden Heights are the Garden Disciples. They don't really come up too much. But anyway, Star gets talked into going to this party with Kenya. She doesn't really want to go. Um, her parents would be pissed if they even knew that she was going. But she goes anyway. And she's like there. She plays on the basketball team at Williamton. So she like she's there. She's doing whatever. Mm-hmm. She like grabs a drink and like takes a sip and it's basically like 97 percent vodka three percent juice and she's like oh yeah no and like sets it down cheap vodka i'm sure <laughs> and then uh oh yeah definitely the cheapest stuff loose <laughs> guy <laughs> uh this guy uh Kali? khalil 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 that's how you say it i was like as soon as i said it first i was like that's not right so khalil walks up and like her and khalil were like super super good friends when they were young like there was her and khalil and their buddy natasha they were like this like trio F trio yeah they were like what was it like tighter than the inside of Voldemort's nose or something like that <laughs> yeah uh, but natasha got gets killed when they're 10 and a drive-by shooting and star witnessed it and they never caught the person who did it and so um, they've kind of like grown apart a little bit, especially because like Star goes to Williamton now. So like she's not there as often. And when she is there, she's working at her dad's store. Makes sense. And so they're just talking, like catching up. And he's like, oh, how, like, how's your grandma? Because his grandma has cancer um, and his mom's a crackhead. And so she's like, oh, like, how's that going? And he's like, yeah, you know her, not great. Da, 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 da. Um, and then, uh, shots ring out and so they go running and um because it was these garden disciples got in a thing and one of them shot this other kid um it kind of comes important later but right now it doesn't really matter uh but they're like running out 
uh running out the party obviously and then she's like trying to find kenya and khalil's like just leave her like nope like we're not freaking going back for anybody like we're getting the hell out of here which is fair oh for sure like she'll be safe it's fine um or she won't be i suppose but she'll figure it out yeah so he's like hey like get they get in his car and he's like i'm gonna drop you have a home or the store and she's like man so just drop me off at the store um and so when they're going uh then they get pulled over and so star is like you know she's kind of she's narrating the story so she's like oh yeah like i was my parents had the conversation with me when i was 12 like what happens like keep your hands where they can be seen uh no quick movements yes sir yes ma'am all these things like don't make direct eye contact like there's this whole list right it's so, so sad though oh yeah it's it is so sad and the fact that like that's completely real and people are and normal literally having to have these conversations with their upsets young children. Me greatly so she's you know she's got her hands on her dash and she's freaking terrified and um she's like i really hope that like somebody had the conversation with khalil and so the cop comes up and he's like license and registration blah blah blah, blah. and khalil's like what'd you pull me over for and it's like kind of being like kind of a hard ass to him which like he sasses i don't like it but you are perfectly within your fucking right to sass a cop. Like you're allowed yeah, to be like, I know, but you want. So in the world we live in, I worry for him. So yeah, so Star is like pissed. She was just like, shut the fuck up, just give him that. And so he, they keep going back and forth, and he's like, oh, your tail lights out or something like that. Mm. And he's like, okay. And so That's then he's fair. like, he's like, get out the car, and he, cop pulls Khalil out the car. Like doesn't mm. even really give him a chance to like try to get out on his own. And then he frisks him three times. Like Star like counts and remembers. And then he, like, turns around. The cop, like, goes to, like, run his license or something like that. And Khalil, like, I don't know if, I think he opens the door because I guess the door was shut and, like, pops his head down to be like, Star, are you okay? And he gets Mm -hmm. shot in the back three times. Yeah. I cannot believe it. Yeah. And you're just like, like, you know what's going to happen because it's so early in the book and you know what the book's about, but you're just like, oh, my God. Right. But then it still happens. And you're like, motherfucker. And so Star, like, runs around to, like, check on him so at this point this is her second friend that she has seen be shot and killed and while she's like waiting uh the cop has his gun on her the entire time and then like the ambulance come she gets checked out her parents come she goes home she's like super upset and everything obviously mm-hmm. and then but i mean like the world has to keep turning like she has to keep going on and so she ends up having to like go back to school and she's dating this boy named chris he's a little white boy they like they bond over things as people do when they date mm-hmm. um but like she doesn't want to like tell anybody at Wilmington like what's going on because she's you know she's like kind of she's still trying to keep her world separate and so she's not telling anybody why she's upset and then they're like oh was it because of that shooting and then one of her friends, so her two friends are Haley and Maya. Um, and they're like, um, like, oh, is that like the Khalil who came to your birthday parties when we were younger? And she was like, nope, don't know him. And then instantly. Oh, that went different in the movie. Oh, yeah. Instantly, she is like, she like feels like tons of regret. And she like hates the fact that she like um, is basically denying Khalil. But she's, but at this point, she's already said it. Um, and so they're still just like why the hell are you all upset da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Um, but then school kind of goes on i don't know how many days it is not that many more days i don't think maybe the same day that she's there that they say that and they're like playing basketball in half after lunch or something and it was fried chicken day and um 
Star, oh, I guess a little background is that, uh, so Star on her Tumblr, because, you know, Tumblr, um, has been <laughs> sharing a lot of, like, Black Lives Matter stuff, and she shared a picture of Emmett Till, and then her friend mm-hmm. Haley unfollowed her. <clears throat> and it's just, like, super random how she found out that she was unfollowed. Like, she happened to be, like, going through her followers looking for a person or something and realized Haley wasn't there anymore. And this was, like, six months ago, and she hasn't brought it up because she didn't know how. But like in the back of her mind, it's co- always kind of been irking her because she's like, I'm, she's like, I'm pretty sure that's why, like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's also why she doesn't want to bring it up, right? Right. And so, so that's going on. So they're like playing basketball and um, like three on three or something like that. And Star goes like misses something or she's like slow and the ball gets stolen from her or something. And Haley makes some comment about like shouldn't have eaten so much or should make the ball be fried chicken and Star would be all over it or something like that because it's. <laughs> So Haley, her defense is it's fried chicken day. Like, duh. Like you just ate a ton of fried chicken. But Star is like, that's fucking racist. So she's like pissed. She storms off. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't say anything at the time. She just like storms off. And so they like follow her into the locker room. Oh god. And they're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And like Haley and Maya know about Natasha and like the teachers and stuff do, but like it's not like super widely known. And so like the coach comes back in because the coach like was watching them play or whatever. And they're like, oh, it's because of Natasha. Like that's why. And she's just like, oh my God, it's not. She's like, but I can't fucking tell them that. And that's the other reason that she doesn't want to like tell people about Khalil is because she doesn't want to be seen as like the weak black girl or something like that, you know? Like, right. Very much trying to like make it who she is seen so she like goes and um i think her she like calls her uncle carlos to pick her up or something like that and her uncle carlos is a cop and so he like picks her up or something like that takes her out to lunch um and then um he's like trying to convince like her parents and her to like come like that they need to come talk to the cops and like tell him what happened and he's like she needs to like tell him eventually like sooner rather than later and so she agrees and they agree um and so she like goes and she's um talking she's like telling these like two cops detectives whatever like what happened and she's like yeah like 115 did this and they're like who and they're like oh that was his badge number she's like i remember it (coughs) and so but then they start asking all these questions about khalil and like oh did he sell drugs was he oh my god i remember this i was so upset that was their first question they're like so did he sell drugs yeah like as if that would justify being shot yeah in the back for doing nothing um yeah and so and so she's like of course i remember what he did he reached in for his hairbrush he decided he was going to comb his hair oh he doesn't do that in the in the book oh he does in the Mm -hmm. movie in the in in the book he has a hairbrush in his like in the door of his car it's like sitting in there and the handle is out but Mm. he opens the door and he leans in and he says star you okay Mm. or no star you ate something like that like that's what he says and like that's it like he doesn't reach for anything he doesn't do anything like that that's insane but the officer officer 115 he says like later on he says that he reached for what he thought was a gun and that he heard him say something like gonna get your ass today or some shit like that like totally makes all this wow lie yeah so she's of course like super fucking pissed off that the cops are just like into like that and she had like asked when they got pulled over asked him was like is there anything in the car and he said no and so her answer she's like he never told me he was selling drugs she's like because she's not gonna be like well i heard rumors because like 
because also it doesn't justify it right and so like riots start happening like people are fucking pissed um i guess it starts as protest turns to riots because like the cops send in tanks and shit like that um and um she ends up how does it go next um Oh yeah, so his funeral comes and like this woman comes up to her at the funeral and it's um this lady, she's a lawyer and um it's like Miss Ofrey, I think, or something like that. Um and she is a lawyer for um just us justice or justice now. I can't remember exactly, something like that. Um but she wants Star to like speak out and like go mm-hmm. on record and have an interview and uh, like all these things. And so, um, like, go to talk to the DA and everything like that. And they're like, well, we don't like, we don't want everyone knowing that it's her. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. She's like, her privacy is like super important. Like, that's like the number one. Yeah. They like hit her identity about her information or whatever, right? Yeah. And so, um, so like, things just kind of happen like you know she's just like kind of living her life like things mm-hmm. are still weird with, with so like the group of like her and Haley and like maya um like Haley is the one who like kind of like decides to do something and then the other two are just like kind of their followers or whatever and so um she ends up she does give an interview to somebody like some news station one or whatever but um and then they just have this like b-roll film of her walking with the interview lady and it's just like her back is shown and then it's just her voice and so uh, she does it and she goes on and she like tells everybody what happened oh no before all that so sorry so she ends up what happens in this book i get it oh yeah it's a big book and there's all kinds of things so i'm just trying to hit kind of like bigger broad stroke stuff um, she ends up telling her uncle Carlos that 115 held the gun on her. Like that's the only person that she tells. Like because it just like didn't come up in like like her conversation. Well, he has with a the foot friend. in both worlds too, you know. So she feels like he might be able to understand. Well, so like one of one of the first question questions she asked him was, um, "Would you have killed him? Would you have shot him?" And he's like, "Well, I don't know. Like every officer, you know, he like does his like, discretion boiler boilerplate cop thing because he's still like." but then like later on like a different date or something like that um she ends up like sitting down with him on like the stoop or something like that and is like super upset and he asks her and then that's when she says it that she's just like she's like i'm like terrified she's like i'm afraid she's like i know that like not all cops are bad like you're my uncle you're a great cop like i know this she's like but i'm still terrified Mm and so then 115's dad ends up having an interview that's how it starts Mm. is that um and of course like he has to say all these things about how he's like a hero and he always wanted to be a cop and now he's got death threats and like okay but yeah a lot of high school quarterbacks want to be cops doesn't mean they're gonna be good at it you know yeah exactly um and then how like um like yeah so that's when um so the dad is the one who says the thing about like, oh yeah, he heard him say that he's going to get his ass tonight or something like that. Mm. And like that they, um, that Star and Khalil like cussed him out as soon as he walked up and she's like, none of that happened. Like what the hell? So, and so that's kind of why she like agrees to give um, her interview. And so she tells like 
the whole thing and she's also been like this whole time kind of like standoffish with chris because she doesn't really know what to say and like her world is kind of spinning and falling apart and she's kind of trying to like even hold that together she's not telling him everything is she like even him she's not telling him what's no. going on nope he has home. no yeah he has no idea like none of them like they all still don't realize that like that's the khalil that she knew and that she was the witness like yeah she definitely plays that differently in the movie in the movie she was just like oh a friend of mine was shot or someone in my neighborhood was shot or something you know but she mm-hmm. definitely doesn't like claim him as like a friend she just says something like someone in my area yeah so i think that's like kind of how it is is that she's just like oh like yeah she's really vague like, about it yeah because like they heard about the shooting but like that's all like they knew and she's just like no it's cool whatever doesn't say anything like that was my best friend for the last hmm. 15 years yeah well she's also struggling with the fact that like they haven't really seen each other in like the last like nine months to a year so she's that's true they had drifted a little yeah so she's feeling like a fake friend for like being upset even though like they had Mm -hmm. all these years of friendship and it's just circumstances Mm -hmm. that kind of separated them so yeah so she does her interview and then um she ends up talking to the da and then the da decides they're gonna do a grand jury um and like a whole bunch of other stuff is like going on in the background like 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 i said there's like riots going on um mr lewis wild who is like he's the barber who he has the barber shop um next to big mav shop grocery shop Mm -hmm. um he like speaks out against king lord because there's like a news person there and they're all just like oh my god mr lewis you just snitched on live tv like do you have a death wish and he was like, I don't care. I'm going to retire. Like, the worst they can do is kill me. Whatever. I don't care anymore. That's the worst. Wow. No biggie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, no, yeah, that is the worst. And that's not good, Holmes. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And so, duh, 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 duh. oh, yeah. So, comes down to, oh, yeah. Um, her dad didn't know about Chris because she was like, her dad always like talked shit about like interracial oh, couples. Right. And she was like worried Scared. that like he wouldn't be okay with it. And then she, he was just like, no, he's like, most like girls like date people like their dad. And he was like, I just, he's like, I'm worried that like I turned you against like black men that you just think that they're terrible. And she was like, no, you showed no, me he's how just like, nice. Yeah. He's like, no. she's like, like you showed me how men should be. Duh. And he's like, yeah duh okay and he's just like oh my gosh that's so sweet it's like the most amazing thing though that like a dad could hear honestly oh yeah like 99.9 percent of the time i would say that's not the case yeah i was just like yeah you're like oh my gosh you guys are adorbs i love you no the rest of us have to learn that from television and then error (laughs) um and so then uh oh yeah so he ends up finding out about chris and so they were because so chris lives does he find out or does she tell him oh he finds out so because chris lives like six houses down from uncle carlos because uncle carlos and aunt pam live in a gated community because aunt Mm -hmm. pam is like a surgeon like super high up surgeon she's white Um, right no she's black um and then uncle carlos is like a cop so like they make good money so they can like it's like gated community and so that's where chris lives and so it was like after something happened and um i can't remember why but they all oh i think a brick was thrown through their window maybe 
because that happens something happened to the house yeah i remember that Um, and so they all go to uncle carlos and chris sees the cars pull up because um big mav like never comes to uncle carlos's because he's so when he went to prison uncle carlos basically like raised star and like star would start calling him dad and, and he had to be like nope i'm not your dad like i'm your uncle and it's not necessarily like beef i think it's more that like maverick just hates that he wasn't there for like those first like he missed so, so he's many kind firsts. of funneled that resentment into his relationship with his brother probably yeah exactly because he doesn't want it to affect his relationship with star so yeah. he probably does direct that yeah and like, they're also in-laws it's lisa's sister it's star's mom oh so star's right, mom that's right. they're not Carlos actually are. directly yeah so that there's also that too right where so it's as not- a little kid though i get it it's probably confusing oh for sure yeah like you don't because he also 100%. maverick refused to let her seven visit him at the prison and so like she like they never, never she didn't him. see him for three yeah. years so sure. uh, but yeah so they're over at uncle carlos's because that happened and like chris just walks in and is like oh hey duh, 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 like i saw your car drive by and Ma- maverick's like who's this and, star- and at this How's point this kid yeah at this point star is like i gotta use my voice i gotta fucking speak up and she's like this is my boyfriend uh yeah so actually she, mm. just, she just says this is my boyfriend and he's like <laughs> what and of course he like fucking goes off and then lisa goes off on him and my, i think my favorite part on this one is so they like go out he like slams the door goes outside lisa goes out they do their hollering match or whatever and he goes storming back through the house and of course, like Chris and Star decide this is a great time to start making out. So Lisa comes back in the mom. Wow. Like, you know what's a real turn on? Your parents screaming in the background. Yeah. And so um the so Star is like, Oh, are we gonna stay at Uncle Carlos's? And she was like, No, like we just had a fight. It's fine, like whatever. And then Maverick honks because they took two separate cars. So Maverick honks the horn and she's like excuse me mister i gotta slam doors needing me to move my car so he can get out so he can keep storming on home or something like that oh i laugh so i laugh so hard it was really funny <laughs> her mom like just like their interactions like the things that her mom says and how the book is written is like so well because like something will be happening and then you'll just get like stars like little quick two cents thought on it and then it'll go like right back to telling the story so that was a lot of fun but then so yeah so chris knows he like figured out at the um interview even though they like don't show her face or anything and she was like well how do you know it was me and he was like i know your voice and i know he was like and i watch you walk away a lot and she was like you saying that you know my ass he's like yeah i do yeah and he's like yeah mm, that's right i do my little fresh princess and then you're like well gross he's like so into her though it's like really sweet yeah it's adorable they're super cute can't remember at some point she's at uncle carlos's this is where i'm kind of getting foggy on some of these details but she's there and she's super angry and so she like leaves to go on a walk and she walks to um maya's house because i think maya lives in the same gated community Mm -hmm. and uh so maya is i believe she's chinese or something like that um so she like takes her shoes off like you obviously take your shoes off when you walk people's houses like that's just normal too also like don't bring just politeness um and so she like goes up there and Haley's over so they're like play like some video game or whatever and then and like things are like super weird between them and Haley is just like turns off the tv and she's like you're gonna tell us finally why you're all upset like what happened and at this point star is like fuck it all she's like why'd you unfollow me on tumblr Ooh. and like calls her out and Haley's like what the fuck are you talking about like it's tumblr oh, it's stupid and like tried to like 
make all these excuses. Oh, I and forgot shit. about this. Yeah. And she was like, oh, is it because of Emmett Till? And da 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 da. And then she was like, are you calling me a racist again? She was like, you call me a racist with the fried chicken. And she was like, I didn't call you a racist, but like the things that you're doing are racist. She was like, I'm not saying you are one. I'm saying that these things that you're doing are one. Like, Trying to point out the behaviors yeah. that you are performing. <laughs> and so Haley, like, because Haley, like, is demanding that she get an apology and, like, that, like, how, like, all this stuff. And Star's, like, Oof. not going to fucking do it. So she storms well, off no. and leaves. And then, um, so then it's just Maya and Star. And Maya ends up telling her the real reason that Haley unfollowed, which is that she got tired of seeing all that black stuff on her feed or something like that. Oh, Yes. So yeah, 100% exactly what Star thought. But then it goes even more where you go like, oh no, shit, Haley kind of is a racist. Is that like the year before, kind of. um, Maya, so Maya is telling, she's like, do you remember the cat comment that Haley made? And she's like, no. She was like, I don't. And she was, like, was, she was like, it was after last Thanksgiving. She was like, her grandparents from China came over for and celebrated their first like American Thanksgiving. And she was Haley? like, Maya. So Maya's grandparents came over. Oh, right. Because Maya's not white, but Haley is. Correct. Yeah. Um, and had like celebrated like your first like American Chinese or whatever, American Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And Haley asked if they ate cat for Thanksgiving instead of a turkey. What? Yeah. And Star was just there and she was like, and Star was like horrified because of course she doesn't remember this. And she was like, oh my gosh. She was like, what did I say? And she was like, you just stood there completely stunned. She's like, you just had a look on your face like you couldn't even believe she just said that. She was like, but then Haley laughed and I laughed and you laughed and she's like I realized like this this so they kind of like realize that like the little things that she's doing we've been letting her just like steamroll us this whole time and like we God. need to stop it and like star has a conversation with her mom about it not necessarily about how Haley's kind of racist or like surely heading that way about race and stuff uh about like friendship she's like she was like how do you she was like i might like lose Haley as a friend like i don't know and her mom is like you just got to decide if like the good outweighs the bad like and so which is so true for mm-hmm. anybody for any reason. Yeah. Well, and then, spoiler alert, by the end of it, Haley is still demanding an apology and refuses to even acknowledge that what she said was inappropriate or apologize for any of the shit she said. And so Star is basically Haley loses like, all her friends. Yeah. Basically, pretty much, yeah. She's like, deuces, I'm out. Um, and then, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she, like, Star tells the grand jury the whole thing again. And then it's like five so then you're at like five weeks after i think at five weeks after is when they do the interview and then at like a week after the tv interview is when they talk to um the grand jury and then the grand jury takes like it's honestly pretty quick like usually that stuff takes like a year to get to court so it's i don't know that this one i think this one was um you said five weeks after so is that five weeks after shooting or five weeks after it actually starts like the court starts because there's no way proceedings start that quickly yeah i when i read i don't remember the timeline i don't either it's it's five something i think it's weeks because then it goes to eight maybe it is months i don't remember to be honest it could be months it doesn't matter it's a story yeah whatever the timeline and also when i was reading it i was picturing i don't and i could honestly just now that i'm saying it out loud i think i just had it wrong but that the grand jury was the ones who were going to decide if it was going to go to court but then i realized that's not right because they choose um not to indict and so mm. he gets off i think or, grand jury is just like special court mm-hmm. yeah You're like you don't have like there's like isn't there's a judge no jury it's just like 
No, so there's a jury. It's like a jury of people, but there's like no judge and then there's mm. no like defense and prosecutor kind of a thing where you're like going back and forth. It's like you just They just review the case and that's it. Yeah, it's like the DA, at least according to the book. How it happened in the book. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know about real I'm not life. A lawyer. I'm um, not a lawyer. That the, the DA just asked her questions and she just answered them. And that was it. Uh but yeah, so then uh they end up not indicting and the police officer. Yep. And so no no wrongdoing found. And then of course there's like even like more riots and shit like that happens. Uh, um Star ends up in the like so she that um Miss O'Keefe or whatever, the justice lady. Mm-hmm. Um is there they like end up at the same because oh because what happens and they are at they're in uncle carlos's neighborhood and like seven picks her up and he's like we gotta he's like did you hear he's like we gotta go home like we gotta go help dad protect the store like but it takes them like three and a half hours just to get back into garden heights because there's like cops at every single roadway and stuff um but then when they do get in of course like his car breaks down because he runs out of gas and so they're like walking and then they end up and at some point like she ends up on the top of a car because this is when mrs o'keefe is like you got to use your voice and so she like makes a little speech but then the cops throw like a tear gas grenade mm-hmm. bottle thingy at her and uh like right before he goes off she just instantly picks it up and throws it back at the cops so then there's like a picture it's a like, badass move oh yeah there's like a picture of her like on like the newspaper like throwing it back at the cops and shit. tear gas yeah it was yeah. great um but then after all of that uh, Maverick decides that like it is they can move out of the neighborhood but then still try to make the neighborhood better because Lisa gets a better job like at the hospital and then so it makes just, sense to move now yeah cool because she was already doing it she was like I drive them like an hour to school and then like all their friends are like 45 minutes away like it's stupid That'd be rough. and like um Sensky Skensky the little the little brother i cannot freaking remember his name i cannot remember his name. Uh, like he got like a bike for christmas the year before but he has to keep it at uncle carlos's house because he can't ride it around his own neighborhood so lisa is like so it'll like, get stolen right yeah or in like and it's also just like not safe for him to ride his bike around and so lisa is like i don't want that for the kids and so they agree to move out and then mr lewis gives oh because during all these riots um Oh, because um, Star dry snitched on the news or in her interview to the Oops. yeah, and so they were like, "Oh, we're gonna get y'all," da, 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 da. and so then they like with all the tear gas and stuff. Seven and Chris and Star like ran into the store with like this other group of people. I think these like Garden Disciples were there, and they're like pouring milk in their eyes and stuff. Oh, I remember and, that. Yeah, and the Garden Disciple guy leaves with like this news group or whatever this like cameraman and reporter who were just like we just want like more shots um and so it's just the three of them in there and then somebody comes and throws a molotov cocktail into the store and it gets goes up but they're thankfully safe they're fine they're safe but but yeah and so like and it was the king lords that do it and so this is where it wraps up and this one you're like books yeah and so like the store is like super freaking burnt and um they're like sitting around like the and uncle carlos is there he like comes booking it over it takes only a half hour to make the hour drive or whatever and they're like they're like oh yeah it was king like we know it was king but like mm-hmm. nobody saw and he was like if nobody saw he's like we can't do can't anything prove it. and then like mr lewis or like i don't think it's mr lewis i think it's like 
Tim, who was like the son of like one of the ones, is like, mm. I saw him do it. I saw Mr. I saw King throw it in, and then like Mr. Lewis. So you get like everybody in the like on this block. There's like seven it's people like, that, are, that are all like, yeah, I saw him do it. I saw all of them do it. It's and they're like, oh sweet, like it's like finally people are willing to like stand up Say and like something. get them out. So that's super cool. And then Mr. Lewis. <clears throat> gives because his also burnt and so he's like yeah when he's like gonna get the insurance when he's like you can have like he's like i'm gonna go retire and sit on a beach with pretty girls uh, i mean at that point in your career though if you've owned a store your store burning down by no fault of your own and getting the insurance money is like ideal mm-hmm. oh yeah like and he was already like thinking like, of you're gonna get what between 300 and 500 000, depending on how well you set yourself up and you can just walk away mm-hmm. yeah so he said that so he's gonna give maverick his store so that way that he can like rebuild a big store and stuff so yeah i i enjoyed the movie um it sounds like the book pretty closely followed it yeah a lot of little just... details but that makes sense that always happens <laughs> i don't really feel like it's that anti-police though no it's, i really don't think that it is i really think is... it depends on who's assessing what is a challenge book yeah, and I think that's what, well, so the, what it's challenged is that there's parents being like, this book is anti-police and it shouldn't be in my school, the library that my child goes to at school. Like, that's yeah. how the shit gets, which is why it doesn't, it doesn't get, it hasn't been banned. I really because, just like, don't feel like it's anti-police though. Like, it's uh, yeah. really more just like, here are how these circumstances can happen and yeah. how it can seem like from one side, this is what you saw, but from this side, this is what's actually happening. Yeah. And, and like, the fact that like, out of control. all of this shit is like still going on, like at, at, like towards like the very right. end. Um, it's very topical. Yeah, so at like the very end of the book, she says something about how like um, something about like the riots or whatever, and she's like, you know, like if this had stopped with, and I can't remember like what name she picked, but like one of the like earlier ones in like 2016, because there've been so many that I can't remember all their names, unfortunately. unfortunately. But but she's like, if it had stopped then, she's like, we wouldn't have to be here rioting today. And it's like, shit, this book came out right. three years ago. If this shit stopped then, we still wouldn't be having riots today. Like, so. well, think about it. Like for like suffrage, like women who protested politely at a certain point, they started chaining themselves to things and lighting themselves on fire. So like, yeah usually that's how it goes when you don't listen to peaceful yeah. protests yeah if you're not weird. gonna do it we're gonna stop being peaceful so it's weird but, yeah. like when peaceful protests don't work out you have to start doing things that are more dramatic yeah and thought? then they're like oh don't be so dramatic uh <laughs> but yeah so this is why i reread this one i read the i read the book when it came out mm-hmm. and then i reread it for this one super good book definitely like five like I don't know, Jordans. She's super into like her Jordans. She was really into her Jordans. Or yeah. like five basketballs, maybe that could work too. I can do it. But yeah, definitely five out of five. Highly recommend. I don't think at all it's like anti police because she even like says multiple times that like she's like, I know like not all cops are bad. Right, like, because her uncle is the cop. And so I really like that they provide that balance in this book is like yeah. they give a perspective of a family who does respect police, but also can see how there are people just people in general like police are not like they will abuse a system that is set up to protect them yeah the studies literally show if you give people power they will abuse it so like literally yeah (laughs) but But anyways if any of y'all have any like books that people are still challenging in 2020 that you think are stupid that shouldn't be challenged let us know i love to read a good challenge book they're always interesting yeah, I always get fired up about challenged books. So Me too. I'm like, it should not be challenged. But yeah. um <clears throat> let the children anyway. read. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, let's see. What do we got next? We got October next, which is my mm-hmm. favorite season. Spook, spook season. Yeah. So we're going to do some spooky minis, which yes. could be short stories or maybe Audible originals. We'll see what we come up with. So expect those on Thursdays. Um, do every other Thursday in October. And then you can also expect a psychological thriller pick mm-hmm. from us for our first October full episode. One of my um, favorite topics. I don't know the exact date, but two weeks from whenever this is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to keep track. So yeah, we'll, we'll uh, got, got some psychological thrillers coming for you. And then also we're going to do some Stephen King later in the month. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a lot of good things on the docket. Uh, you can check us out at isn'titpisterbedtime.com if you want to see what's coming up next, what we've listened to in the past or read in the past. Um, and then you can also check out our Instagram, isn't it past your bedtime? Uh, we're on Twitter, mm-hmm. right? I I P Y B underscore pod. We're there. And then yeah, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mom. We appreciate it. And we will talk to all y'all in two weeks. Bye. Bye.